Bishop Earl and I will discuss a recent letter of criticism that we received next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. When we were broadcasting our weekly show from the TV20 television studio, we took a full hour and we would use the final 30 minutes taking telephone calls from viewers and we invited people to call in who agreed or disagreed with what we were talking about and discuss their thoughts and we also invited people to send in emails if they didn't want to talk on the air. And we still invite you, our viewer, to email us if you have questions or want to discuss something that we've talked about on any of our shows. Well, recently I did get an email that reflects much of what our critics have always accused us of. And so to answer the questions of some of our, to, some of our viewers may have in this regards, we decided to take some time today to answer her email. Now, we don't use names because we don't want <laughs> them to be publicly embarrassed. So we'll read the entire email first and then answer it in increments. The email will be on the screen as Earl reads it. And we present it, by the way, in its original language, its original spelling and grammar, sentence structure, and so on. So here's the email. Here it is. It is very obvious you have issues with Mormons, but you need to be more factual when you try to sway others to feel as you do about Mormons. Mormons are not practicing polygamy, but you sure are practicing deceitfulness. You are trying to convince your watchers that Mormons are still practicing polygamy. Stop deriving people. Over and over you compare the polygamists to, to Mormons. Do you not know the difference between the Church of Jesus Christ and the fundamentalist, fundamental Church of Jesus Christ? Do you not know that they broke away from the LDS Church? Your purpose appears to brainwash and confuse people to hate Mormons. After your show was over, I saw Missionary 911 commercial who had based their theology on changing another's. Or who would base their theology on changing others? It is like they teach us in college when we are debating and we have nothing left to say in your defense, so you attack to other with, attack others with personal attacks of their character and not the actual belief that generally means your argument is weak. Who wants to throw the missionary off and win the debate? Or challenge them? This isn't a football game where one team wins and the other loses. Mormons have done so much good in the world. They have used their influence to save refugees, advocate for education, and they teach family values. Even if you don't want to listen, why would you want to teach people who could be helped to challenge the missionaries? All, all they have to do is tell them that they are not interested and they go away. I have do so. I didn't need a game plan. Coming from a professional standpoint, you sound like someone who had a bad experience with a Mormon person and you're doing everything within your power to get back at them. Grow up. Your show is boring, not factless, and an actual waste of time. Why don't you spend that time doing something positive? If you really want to help women get out of bad marriages, give them an alternative, somewhere to go if they leave. That will help them and keep them there more than a six months so they can get trained, get a job, and find a place to live. 
Let's see if your pocketbook is as wide as your mouth. <laughs> Support women by doing, not by complaining and targeting those so easy to target, the Mormons. Okay, so. <sighs> now, like I said, that was in its original sure. spelling and so on. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to fix it, but I decided I wouldn't. Yeah. So we're going to take this in segments and, and answer some of the things that she said. She said, it's very obvious, obvious you have issues with Mormons, but you need to be more factual when you try to sway others to feel as you do about Mormons. Well, first, she didn't present any facts. No. She didn't say what, what, what I was not factual <laughs> about. Right. <laughs> and, and we always present the facts on our various topics and then encourage people to check it out for themselves. That's right. And we always present reference material and we always have the footnotes. And most of the quotes that we use are from Mormon documents That's and right. Mormon history itself. So um, I don't know where she's coming from on that, but we encourage our viewers and our listeners to test what they've been taught with what the Bible says and to compare what they've been taught the Bible says with what the Bible actually does say. She said that we try to sway others to feel as we do about Mormons. Well, we've never said we feel anything negative about Mormons, not the people. In fact, we've repeatedly said how much we love the Mormon people uh, but we don't love Mormonism, and there is a huge difference. Now, yeah. you've been, you were a Mormon how long? 65 years. 65 years yeah. you were a Mormon. Do you hate the Mormon people? No, I love the Mormon people. My family's still Mormon, so of no, course. I love Mormons. And, 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 and you do this, why? Well, I love them enough to share. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned things, the bad news and good news about the gospel of Jesus Christ, the true gospel of Jesus Christ and grace mm -hmm. yeah. and, and what Jesus did for us that we couldn't do for ourselves. And Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the same with me. I was born and raised in a polygamy group. I have a lot of family sure. and, and friends still in the group who believe that what the, Joseph Smith taught that and Brigham Young and the others, that you had to live polygamy to go to heaven and all of that. And, and I love them enough to tell them what yeah. the Bible really teaches about it and, and, and to pray for their release from the veil of blindness that Mormonism has spread well, over it's them. It's another gospel that's been added to what the Bible says. And, and we want them to realize we that. We want them to realize that and at least, you know, at least be aware of it. Exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. So she's misjudging us on that one. Her next complaint was this. <laughs> Mormons are not practicing polygamy, but you sure are practicing deceitfulness. You are trying to convince your watchers that Mormons are still practicing polygamy. Stop deriving people. I see she means deceiving people. Over and over, you compare the polygamists to Mormons. And I think she did, must have meant deceiving yeah, yeah, um, because yeah. deriving, I don't know if that's even <laughs> fit in with this. But we wonder what she really thinks is wrong with comparing Mormonism with polygamists. We can compare belief systems uh, and differences and, and the sameness of, of both the LDS and the Mormon polygamists. And they do that when they send their missionaries out. I that's mean, they true. do the same thing. And we've never said the LDS people are practicing polygamy. We have said that true Mormonism would be polygamist. And we have said that the LDS uh, continues to seal multiple wives yeah. in temple ceremonies. And I they certainly believe it's going to be in the eternities, as, right. as we'll talk about. But, and, yeah. and the president of the church, current president of the church, right. has been sealed to more than one he, he wife, yeah. thinking that... 
uh, he's going to have an, have her, both of them, both as an them. eternal wife. That's but he's right. got a shocking surprise coming when he wakes up in eternity and discovers that heaven is really all about Jesus. And it's nothing to do with family or marriage or temples or pregnancies and polygamy and so on. The next thing she said was this. Yeah, you're trying to convince your watchers that Mormons are still practicing polygamy. And we've never said that. Right. We've never, ever tried to convince anybody that Mormons are practicing polygamy. But the polygamy doctrine remains in Mormon scriptures. How does anyone deny their own scriptures? Yeah, still section 132. And mm -hmm. the next one is, do you not know the difference between the Church of Jesus Christ and the fundamental Church of Jesus Christ, do you not know that they broke away from form or from the LDS Church? Actually, I do know the difference. I we, thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it on the show all the time. Yeah. And, and I was born and raised in a Mormon fundamentalist polygamy group, so I know the differences. Um, Earl was raised LDS, and yeah. he knows the differences as well. And we've discussed some of those. I've sure learned a lot, and however, <laughs> in the last while about fundamentalists. Uh, and the LDS have no idea really what the fundamentalists are all about until they, they really get into looking into it. But when the LD when the fundamentalists split from the mainline church, they were intent upon following what Joseph Smith taught. Polygamy and his United Order. Right. The LDS rejected that, and they redefined Section 132 to suit their evolution of changing doctrine. And there have been well over 200 different breakoff groups, groups from the original one and only true church. And we wonder how many of them could really know which one is true. Because they all claim to be they the all only claim true to be church. Joseph Smith's true one and only church. So yeah. uh, actually none of them are, but, um, yeah. but that's what they claim. Next one, your purpose appears to brainwash and confuse people to hate Mormons. Now, out of all of what she said, this, is, this one bothers me the most because we have never supported hate. Um, disagreeing with someone is not hating. <laughs> We've never advocated people to hate other people, ever. We've never done that on this show. But bad doctrine leads people into hell. And we care about those people that are being deceived by Mormonism's heretical doctrines. Let's see what the Bible says about what we should hate. Yeah, in Jude chapter 1, verses 20 and 20 through 23. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Snatch others from the fire and save them. To others show mercy, mixed with fear, hating even with mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. So we don't don't teach others to hate Mormons, and we no. don't try to teach that. Nor do we hate them, but the Bible tells us to hate the corrupt doctrines of those who reject the truth. We have another one in Thessalonians. Yeah. Second Thessalonians chapter two nine and ten. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. They perish because they refuse to love the truth yeah. and so be saved. Yeah. And there's a clue on what we need to do to be saved. We need to believe and receive the truth. We want them to know and love the truth and so be saved. That's not hate. Our next one. Next little one here. <laughs> After your show was over, I saw a Missionary 911 commercial. Who would lose their, who would base their theology on changing another's? 
Who wants to throw the missionary off and win the debate or challenge them? This isn't a football game where one team wins and the other loses. Actually, it is. <laughs> it's not a football game, but there's winners and losers in this. And it's pretty serious. And this is very serious. Yeah. She accused us of basing our theology <laughs> on changing someone else's. Well, our theology comes straight from the Bible. That's the base yeah. for our theology. And the word theology means the study of God. We don't study God by putting down someone else's belief, but we do compare one with the other. And that is a legitimate thing to do. And we do what Jesus commanded, and that is to go into all the world and tell the truth. And we are to expose heresy and bad doctrine, and obviously we're criticized for it. But we are to expose the fruitless deeds of darkness with the light of truth, and that's what we do. And we want the LDS and the polygamists to thoroughly research what they believe and what they teach and discover the truth rather than peddle the lie to millions of people, which is what they're doing. Yeah, it is. Now, she does say, Mormons have done so much good in the world. They have used their influence to save refugees, advocate for education, and they teach family values. And no one's ever said Mormons haven't done good in the world. We've never said no, that on our no, show. And, but that has nothing to do with our purpose whatsoever. But other religions have also done much good in the world. And, and they've saved more refugees than the LDS Church yeah. has. Christians have built many hospitals around the world and universities. Christians have advocated for education long before the word Mormon was even a word. And the Bible teaches family values. We don't need Mormonism to do that. Yet Mormons and polygamists practice shunning. Yep. And we've both experienced it. Yes, we have. <laughs> if a family member chooses to leave the religion, he sometimes goes through hell on earth as they face the rejection and the loneliness and the mocking. Well, that's not family values. Mormons do not and have never held the corner of the market for good behavior and morality. <laughs> and yet some of them indicate that they do, that they're the only ones who are good. Well, they're so ignorant of the rest of the world, to be honest. They mm -hmm. don't even appreciate what, what the rest of the world does. Mm -hmm. They just know what they do. And Especially if you're in a polygamy group and, and oh, you're right. not even allowed to go out into the world. And then when you do, you see, Very true. wow, that's a good person. How come I were told they were all wicked? <laughs> so, Surprise. <laughs> as for doing so much good in the world, what happens in eternity? When the devoted but deceived Mormon wakes up there and discovered that he lived and peddled the lie to others. Jesus said it will be eternal loss, eternal regret. Every day someone will close their eyes in death on this earth and pass over into eternity. And when they open their eyes there, where will they be? It is a win or lose situation, but this is serious. It's an eternal loss. It's not a football game. It's an eternal loss uh, with never any hope of winning because hell has no exits. If you read Luke chapter 16 as parable or a story that Jesus told about the rich man and Lazarus, that should really be a wake-up <laughs> call to everyone because yeah. it tells the truth of what happens. It's an act of love to warn people of impending danger. It's not an act of hate. And impending danger awaits all who refuse to love the truth and so be saved. The next one. Coming from a professional standpoint, you sound like someone who had a bad experience with a Mormon person, and you are doing everything within your power to get back at them. Grow up. Your show is boring, not factless, and an actual waste of time. Why don't you spend that time doing something positive? 
Well, I don't know whose profession she's talking about, hers or ours. I don't know either. <laughs> but it isn't profession we're concerned with. It's eternity that we're concerned with. She thinks we may have had a bad experience with a Mormon person. Actually, most of my experiences with Mormons were very cordial, at least before we started doing the show. And then <laughs> some of the mean-spirited ones surfaced and responded viciously. But our purpose and our content is to present biblical truths that I wasn't taught in the Mormon polygamy group and to dispel the idea that Mormonism is the only true religion and that polygamy is not the savior. Now, Earl is our co-host. <laughs> what is your purpose? How could you find fault with it? What is your, is your purpose? Why, why do I do what I do and yeah. interview people? Uh -huh. Well, I'm, my purpose, I think, is to help LDS that are searching realize that they're not alone in their journey. Uh -huh. And I've interviewed so many that have different have taken different uh, paths to get to the final conclusion of being with Jesus and being a new creature in mm -hmm. Jesus and trusting Him and trusting the Bible. So those stories are encouraging and helpful sure, and, yeah. and, and, and it builds people up when, when, when they see that. Realize if having questions about Mormonism that uh, they're not alone and that others have gone through that. and. So, what's wrong with what we're doing? I mean, what I'm saying is, how yeah. can people criticize when somebody is trying to do uh, help other people? That's true. And then she has some advice for us. She, they always have advice for us. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Your show's boring, not factless. I don't know what she means, factless. And in an actual waste of time, why don't you spend that time doing something positive? I think she means factual. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, so. but that's sure. the only thing that really makes sense right, in, right. in that particular thing. But she didn't tell us where. She didn't give us any she itemization. Didn't tell you what, what you'd said wrong or incorrectly. <laughs> said no examples at all of what we'd done. And then, and anyway, whatever it was, I have grown up. I grew up a long time ago. And if she finds our shows boring and a waste, why is she? she watching it? You know, why is she wasting her time? Uh, she accused us of personal attacks against others, and then she turns around and attacks us. Why do we always see the same double standard? Mm. So this is interesting. If you really want to help women get out of bad marriages, give them an alternative somewhere to go if they leave. That will help them and keep them there more than a six months so they can get trained, get a job, and find a place to live. Let's see if your pocketbook is as wide as your mouth. Support women by doing, not by complaining and targeting those so easy to target, <laughs> the Mormons. The Mormons are so easy to target, huh? I wonder why. <laughs> well, we don't advertise or talk about the work that we do behind the scenes and the, some of the accomplishments that we've done by helping people escape polygamy yeah. or helping them after they're, uh, they've escaped. But we have been doing just that for well over 10 years. And, and, and suffice it to say, we have helped many people, but it's private, and it's a confidential work that we do, and we don't tell the women's stories unless or until they are comfortable doing it. Many of them have been in, and would be in physical danger if we told their stories, and many of them just want to be private about their experiences. It took me a couple of dozen years yeah, I before I felt comfortable talking about my experiences in the polygamy group, and there's some things I still would rather not talk about, but why does our viewer feel it's okay to tell us what to do with our lives? <laughs> we believe that Jesus' words have authority over us. And since He is our Lord and our Master and our God, we will continue doing this until He says to stop. And so if she or anyone else finds our show boring and a waste of time, please just don't watch it. 
that's all the parts of her letter that we're going to, we even feel obligated to answer. But um, I hope that that answers any of our critics who may be yeah, watching. At least think about it, huh? <laughs> at least think about it. So yeah. we'll go to our next topic. Uh, and actually, it's just a quick update on um, a 2006 lawsuit against the FLDS company called Paragon that was found guilty in court in using children yeah. uh, as unpaid laborers, which they always do, all the polygamy groups do. The court ordered them to pay the children equal pay and the same overtime as they paid adults. Hmm. Well, children had been taken out of school and, and into their pecan orchards to, p to pick the, the crops. The company was ordered to pay $200,000 in back wages, and they are required to report regularly on a regular basis to ensure that they're following the child labor laws. Well, instead of complying, they allegedly formed a new company. <laughs> they called it Par 2 and then just continued on with some of their old illegal practices. Mm -hmm. From the Salt Lake Tribune, the, the Labor Department is asking that Paragon and its owner, Brian Jessup, be held in contempt of court for circumventing a judge's order, orders and using teenage workers again. A four-day federal court hearing began Monday afternoon in Salt Lake City. The Labor Department is trying to convince U.S. District Judge David Neffer of the lineage containing Paragon to Par 2. Uh, and this was about two or three weeks ago. This was actually February uh, 24th when it says that, that week that this happened. So um, at any rate, the by the time this show is is um, be a couple of months you know, old huh? yeah, yeah and maybe the maybe the court will already have made a decision i don't know but you know it, it still amazes me because the polygamists believe the same article of faith and we talk about this a lot uh as the mormons yes, we have the same yeah. articles of faith why do they continue to undermine and circumvent the law yeah. They believe in keeping the laws of the land. It's article fake number 12. <laughs> they do everything they can to break it and then hide it. Uh, they claim it's not the same company, but it's owned by the FLDS, and it has much the same management. Sure. And then Jessup claims that he isn't an officer in the company. His brother is, and he was just there to help his brother find contractors or whatever. Again, uh, we just pray that the truth comes out and that Mormon polygamists will finally follow the article of faith that they embrace and, and that says that they believe in complying with the laws of the land. I guess they feel if they keep shoveling enough stuff on it that nobody will notice. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I know we were taught, because um, we were taught certain lies, and we've sure. talked about this before too, and, and how to answer questions with lies and so right. on. And, and I remember one year they poached a deer um, and and used it, of course, for, for dinner and sure. meat and so on and so forth. And I asked my mother why we could do that when it's not deer season. Weren't we supposed <laughs> to keep the laws? And she said, well, if it benefits the group, we can break the laws. Oh. Really? It doesn't say that in the article of faith, does it? No, not quite. <laughs> in fact, the Bible says that God will provide for his people. Not to worry about tomorrow, but yeah. seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and he'll provide our needs. So, mm. so, uh, But that's the, the, the thinking that they have. If it benefits them and their God's kingdom, then they get to do whatever they want. Yeah, kind of a lying for the Lord concept. Exactly, there, exactly. 
And so, anyway, we'll see what happens with that FLDS lawsuit. Anyway, uh, on the same note, a young man who was raised in the Kingston group said in a private comment, uh, and I asked him permission to quote this, and he told me I could, and this is what he said. That's so interesting. Every year, my family, like so many others in the order, sends some of their sons to Idaho to work on the farm there. Since I've left and moved out on my own, I no longer have to go there. But my brother does, and he's up every day at 5 a.m. on that farm moving pipe and is paid 10 cents each. He is allowed to head back to the farmhouse afterwards and sleep until 9 a.m. when he's expected to report to work, making $7.25 an hour, if that, for eight straight hours, after which he moves pipe again. Then he is expected, I assume that's water pipes probably, mm -hmm, huh? mm -hmm. then he is expected to do chores at the farmhouse and eat dinner, go to bed, and do it all again the next day and every day. He never sees the money he makes. He is actually charged to live on the farm and eat food there. He's not even 16, and he has no idea what someone his age really does every summer. I didn't, and unless something changes, he, like me and my older brother, never will. That's sad. It's very sad. <laughs> yeah. That's typical in the Kingston group. That It's a dry farm that they own up in Idaho. And they would send people there. They would send people there to punish them. Oh, they would send people there to discipline them. They would yeah. send people there to teach them how to work. They would send people there if, if, in other words, if I had run away before I was 18 years old, I probably would have been sent there, you know, so that I would be wow. away from wherever I could get into some kind of mischief. And there must have been controls to make sure they oh, kept you yes. in place there. Absolute. Oh, yes, absolutely. People to watch mm -hmm. your coming and going and... Not a lot of freedom. <laughs> no freedom, right, no freedom at all. And then they work you to death. And, and of course, teaching people good work ethics is fine. There's nothing wrong with teaching. And that's one thing polygamy groups do is teach kids good work ethics but stealing the childhood from them yeah. is unethical. And then working them harder than, than most adults are worked, paying them less money, not paying overtime, and never allowing them to see their hard-earned money was criminal. And the whole mess really needs to be stopped. But well, I don't even know why they put a dollar amount on their hourly work if they keep the money anyway. They just give you a statement. Oh. You know, they, they say they pay you this much money, and then they send you a statement each month that says, in May you earned this much, and you spent oh. this much, and this is what you've got left. But you can't but spend you never, it? You can't use it? Or? Well, if you want to spend it, um, you have to ask for it. And if they don't permission. approve of what you want to, how much you want and what you're spending it on, you don't get it. Oh, my goodness. But you never see the money. You just see that paper statement. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a bank statement, except I could go to the bank anytime I want and take any amount of money out I want. And they, they're not going to say, the teller's not going to question me and say, right. you can't have your money. That's, you don't Why need you, that money. What, what are you using it for? And, <laughs> right. right. They don't know how to make, they don't know how to have bank accounts or write checks mm -hmm. or make deposit because they don't do any of those things. The group does it for them. So anyway, that's our show this time. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed it. <laughs> Thanks, Earl. Fascinating. <laughs> it is. And don't watch it if it's boring. Years ago, someone reasoned that if polygamists discovered God did not command polygamy, that Mormon polygamy groups would disappear. Well, I generally believe that to be true, and our message includes the fact that God never commanded polygamy. And not only did he not command polygamy, he prohibits it.
and we've always challenged polygamists and Mormons to show us from the Bible where God did command it, not where he allowed it, but where he commanded it. Joseph Smith's dogmatism claims polygamy is required for salvation, which is a terrible thing to accuse God of doing. A God of love would not do that. Sadly, polygamists would rather believe Joseph Smith than God, but God's word is true. He doesn't give up, and neither will we, until he says stop, in spite of any critical letters we receive. In the meantime, we'll continue to proclaim Jesus is the Savior, not polygamy. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.